Let's clap our hands and thank God for victory. I mean, no, there is victory over the enemy today. Hallelujah. Scripture says that he overcame the world. Death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him. He overcome everything. How many believe he's a victorious God? Would you clap your hands and thank the Lord that you know who he is? Before I preach today, I, I wanted and felt to share uh, today to have Brother Timothy Johnson, who's been a part of this church for going on 10 years. And uh, we're so thankful for him that God pulled him out. God pulled him out. And today, Brother Timothy is going to come and give his testimony before I preach. And I will finish the series today on, on Waging War of the Enemy. You don't want to leave early today. I feel like God's giving me revelation. We're going to expose the devil today. And we're going to overcome him. I'm going to teach you who he is and how we overcome the enemy. Do you believe we can overcome the enemy? Somebody say amen. Brother Timothy Johnson, we want you to come share your testimony, your story with us. Would you welcome Brother Timothy? We're so glad he and Laurel come and Joseph. Amen. Thank you, guys. I'd like to uh, give thanks to my uh, wonderful pastor and his wife, his family, the church. I love this church. Been coming here for 10 years, like he said. My uh, wife, Laurel's out there. I love her to death. She helped me through all my struggles. Sorry about that. <laughs> a little nervous. But it all, um, it all started out with a prayer and a dream. I'm sitting on my bed one day, and I'm like, God. You can be seated. Oh, you guys can be seated. Sorry about that. <laughs> and I said, God, this can't be it. I've been a drug dealer since I was like 13 years old, and I sold drugs for 18 years. Got away with it, made thousands and thousands of dollars. So... I'm not going to go into full detail. I'm just going to give a short testimony. Um, I, I just asked God to, uh, when I said my prayer, to um, save me from death and uh, construction from my life because I was going on a narrow path, going straight to death. Uh, straight to hell and I said God get me I'll do anything just get me out of this send me to prison forever or and I'll serve you or let me start my own business but he had other plans for me as soon as I said amen <laughs> I got a phone call from this guy and he was like hey uh, Tim I got nine grand I need to meet up with you <laughs> I forgot all about the prayer that I just prayed. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I was like, um, I'm on my way. So as I was on my way, I got it, I served him, and the ATF, uh, hit, the ATF and the feds hit my house. But before that, prior to that, I had a vision of a big old rat before I went. And I was like, the rat was like, here he is, he's over here you know, pointing me out to the cops. <laughs> so 
<laughs> that was funny. But it's funny how I forgot about the whole prayer division and everything because God literally erased it from my head as I went and served this guy. So after I served him, they put me in county, and the uh, CEO came up to me, and he was like, pray to whoever it is who you pray to, buddy, because you're in a lot of trouble. He said, Allah, Buddha, Jesus, he said, whoever it is. And I said, buddy, all the prayer in the world ain't going to get me out of trouble. I'm in. I'm facing, I got eight felonies. I'm facing 49 years in prison. I told my wife to kiss the baby and have a nice life. So I go and I, um, I go, I go to court and I get my hearing, my bond hearing. My bond, my bond hearing is a million dollars. And, you know, that I'm really frustrated now. It's like, oh man, I'm not even gonna get out on bond a million dollars. But brother Ronnie's brother bonded me out. So I'm out for three months and I run into brother Nehemiah. I come to the church because this guy got in the car wreck on the wide bridge. He was a buddy of mine. His car blew up and he died. And that's the first time I came to the anchor church. Brother Nehemiah knew my situation. He walked me around, gave me a tour of this beautiful church. He said, Brother Tim, he's like, God can save you, man. He can get you out of all the trouble that you're in. And I looked at him and I kind of chickened like, really? <laughs> you know, like, okay. So I, I uh, go out after the funeral, and Nehemiah, he's like, he's on me. He's like, call me, call me, and call me. And my wife was like, um, I never told you this. And this is when everything came back to full circle on me. She was like, I never told you, but me and my sister uh, sat in the uh, middle of the road, and we said a prayer. And uh, she said, as soon as we say amen, your cousin called and gave us the money to bail you out. I was like, wow. She's like, why don't we give God a chance? And that's when the first time I came to the church and I heard Brother Nutter preach. And I thought it was the pastor, the, the, young, the young one. And I was like, wow, I seen all the little kids up here worshiping. And I was like, wow. So, you know, and a lot of people came to my, uh, my, my trial hearing and God turned 49 years <laughs> in the four. But I told, I told my, uh, <laughs> I know, right? I told my lawyer, <laughs> I told my lawyer, right? I said, uh, he said, Tim, I got you a great deal. I said, yeah. He was like, uh, I got you 12 years, man. He's like, out of 49, he's like, that's pretty good. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's not bad. I was like, because God already spoke to me in the morning. I was like, but I could do better than that. I was like, I'm not going to get no more than four years. He said, Tim, if you get four years, that will be a miracle, and you'll make me a believer of Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, I'd like to thank the church and thank my pastor and my good friend Nehemiah, my wife, and the rest of you guys for supporting me through my, my trials and tribulations because I've been through it. I hope I help somebody with this testimony. I love my church. Amen. I believe in you. I believe in you. Brother Timothy, while he was in prison, he, he called me because his life was, 
based upon corruption and surviving. And uh, he, I'll never forget when I went to see him one time, sat down, and, and he said, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? He said, I have a talent. I said, what is it? He said, I can paint. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to start painting. And if you can, sell these, and we'll give them to fatherless children, the money and the proceeds. And out of that, while he was in prison, started the ministry, started putting funds toward fatherless children's ministry. You know why? Because when God saves you, he always gives you a purpose. How many know that's a part of salvation is having a difference-making purpose? Amen. And um, we would write letters, and Jillian, Jillian started drawing little pictures when she was just a little bit over two, and, and she drew him a picture one day and sent it. He said, tell her when I get out, I'm going to teach her how to paint, and he did. And we've even had a painting class that we've done here, teaching people how to paint. Aren't we thankful for his ministry and who he is? Amen. We love you, Brother Timothy. We love your family. God bless you. Amen. With you... Grab your Bibles, turn to the book of Revelation. Uh, we're going to make the devil mad today. We're going to pull the cover off on him. How many are tired of the attacks of the enemy? He does. How many know that? He does attack. And um, he has long-term strategy. I want you to know that today. He's not worried about right now. He's thinking about 20 and 30 years from now. And so he's trying to get you to make decisions now. And he's patient for you to fall, even if it takes two decades, even three. Even scripture says sometimes the, the children of this world are wiser than the children of the light. But I believe that God in this service is going to give us wisdom and revelation. I believe we already have authority. Do you believe that? To overcome every trick, every wile of the enemy. And a matter of fact, before we read the word, I want you to lift, the Bible says lift your heart with your hands. Would you do that? The Bible says lift your heart. And I want us to pray. And I want us to ask God. I want us to ask God for revelation, strength. Would you do that? God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray that, God, there would be revelation in your spirit would move in this room and speak to all of us God that we would be very equipped with the knowledge of the word of God to overcome the things that are trying to destroy us in Jesus name we pray and everyone says amen Revelations chapter uh, 20 reading with verse 1 and it says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold on the dragon, that old... Everybody say the dragon. That old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. So it's describing him as dragon, serpent, the devil, Satan. It's all describing the same being. And bound him a thousand years. 
Verse 3, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations. What? Everybody say no more. The goal of Satan is not necessarily to give you a headache, make your car break down. We give a devil a lot of credit he doesn't deserve. Something goes wrong, get a runny nose. That old devil. No, the devil wants to deceive the nations. He's got bigger issues than your cold. Now, I'm not going to get away from the fact that through the angels that fell with him can attack him, bring sickness and things like that, which we call a spirit of infirmity, spirits of deception, spirits of lust, things of that nature, spirit of offense, things that go with that. But what I'm saying is, Satan is saying is Satan himself is trying to deceive nations. I want everybody to say he wants to deceive nations. And so on this last, this last um, uh, part of this series, this third part of the series, uh, which is waging war on the enemy. Today I will deal with the devil. Two weeks ago I dealt with the flesh. Last week the world. Everybody say the devil. I want you to clap your hands and thank God for victory over the devil. Victory over the devil. Some of you this week, even this year, you're going to see breakthrough in your family. Because God's given you victory over the devil. Somebody shout victory. Amen. Look at two or three people. High five them and say, God has given you victory. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Looking over the fact that you drank too much coffee, ate too much turkey, Pecan and pumpkin pie and rolls. Let's have some good church today. Amen. So when you begin to look at the word of God, I think it would be very important we understand a few things today. Is who is the devil? What is his purpose? And how do we overcome him? Everybody say, who is the devil? What is his purpose and how do we overcome him? So who is the devil if you would turn with me? There are going to be a lot of scripture reading today, but I'm asking you to be attentive, okay? I want you to get in the word, dive in the word with me, and let's look and see what the Bible says about the devil. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 says, How... Art thou fallen from where? I see you got to get your pages turned there. I think we ought to get, be a good Bible carrying church. Can you say amen? If not, you can look at the screen. How art thou fallen from where? Heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. I think first of all, we need to establish that the devil was not always the devil or Satan or dragon or old serpent. But the devil in his origin was what? He was an angel. He was an anointed cherub. We'll read of that as well. He was called Lucifer. Everybody say Lucifer. So before the devil was ever the devil, he was an angel he was an anointed angel, and his name was Lucifer. 
We have two other archangels. Anybody know their names? Michael and Gabriel. Michael was a warring angel. Gabriel was a ministering angel. And you'll find that Lucifer was the angel of covering or a protective angel. Let's read it. Uh, you, there's more, and people are saying, but I thought he sang. Well, we'll read about that. Let's see, we'll see what it says. How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken, what? The nations. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. When you begin to study stars of God, you'll find in Revelation, it compares it to angels of God. Stars of God or angels of God. He said, I'm gonna be above everybody else. I'm not gonna let anybody be above me. That is the nature of the devil. He wants no authority in his life. He doesn't want anybody telling him what to do. Neither does he want anybody else being praised but himself. He wants to be worshiped. Let's look and see what it says. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount. Notice this, it's a term you want to think about. The mount of the congregation. The mount of the congregation. Notice this phrase, are you ready? In the sides of the north. It was a specific location. It was the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. He said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like what? The most high. So something to think about is the mount of the congregation. Everybody say the sides of the north. Now, now just hold that for a minute. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 28 in verse 11. Ezekiel 28 verse 11. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the devil would love to tear you away from God. He would love to take your children away from God. But I'm going to teach you today how to keep your family in the church. How many want to know? I think that's a weak response to such a powerful question. How many want to keep your family in the church? There is a war going on. Paul said, when I would do good, there's evil present. He said, there is a war against my soul. Every day you get up, the devil's waging war against the church. And we will end in Revelation, uh, in the book of Revelation, talking about his purpose and talking about how we overcome. But Ezekiel 28, somebody shout, we will win the war against the devil. If you believe it, shout amen. Ezekiel 28 and 11 says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus. And saying to him, Tyrus means stone. Um, it's, it's, it, it begins the parallel in Ezekiel about this king of Tyrus, but the spirit of Satan that would have been upon this king it wasn't just a spirit. It was Satan himself, former, former Lucifer that was intertwined upon this nation. Hear me today. It is possible that Satan rules nations. He would love to corrupt this nation. He would love to take this nation from a Christian nation to a antichrist nation. 
or against Christianity nation. How many know the spirit of it is here? Amen. Accept every religion but Christianity now. Don't want you praying in the school to Christ, but certainly other religions can get by with things. There's a tolerance of that due to tolerance. Uh, well, I'm getting off subject here. We indoctrinate tolerance of everything else, but we don't want to tolerate or put up with some dogmatic person that believes that Jesus is God. Why? Because Jesus said, you will be hated for my name's sake. We are the people of the name of Jesus. How many know that? We are the people of the name of Jesus. Everything that's not like Christ, everything that is led by an antichrist spirit, which I believe is present upon the earth, will hate anything that resembles Christ. That's right. Anything that stands for righteousness, anything that stands for that word of God. But you know what I believe? I'm gonna believe I'm among some people in the last days that said I would rather die for the cause of Christ than to give up this life for anything else. I am in this forever. I am not walking away from God no matter what the devil's gonna do. I will not walk away from the Lord. I do. I believe I am preaching to people that would be, if opportunity came, you would be modern day martyrs, Simon Peters, James and Johns that would say, if you've got to crucify me, crucify me. But I will not deny the one who brought me out of darkness, who shed his blood. Come on, am I preaching anybody that says, I will not walk away. I will not walk away from God. Amen. I believe we got young people like that. We really do. We really do. Let's, let's read on. Thus saith the Lord, king of Tyrus, and saying to him, thus saith the Lord God, thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You, you are, you've got the whole package, Satan. Thou hast been where? In Eden, the garden of God. You were there. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, and the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. You were decorated with all of these precious stones. It goes on and says the workmanship of thy tabrets or tambourine and thy pipes, which many interpret his voice or singing, was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. He said, Satan, when I, Lucifer, Satan, devil, when you were created, you were created in beauty and splendor, the ability with music, you had purpose, you were gorgeous. He goes on and says, thou art the anointed cherub that what? that covereth, the protector. I'm just gonna say to these preachers, isn't it any wonder that he hates people that are covered? When you get on the Ark of the Covenant, what do you have? Represents mercy, grace, provision, the commandment of the Lord. Everybody said the Ark of the Covenant. Over top of the mercy seat, there were two cherubs. What were they doing? They were covering 
Their role took over what Satan should have been, Lucifer should have been, covering and protecting. Now you got two cherubs, the Michael the archangel. You got Gabriel, the ministering angel. Oh, hallelujah. And they are covering the mercy seat, covering the law. They are covering Aaron's, Aaron's rod that budded. They are, they are covering the golden bowl of manna. They are covering, they hid their face. They covered their face. Why? Because at one time there was a covering that went over the Lord when Satan would begin to worship or Lucifer would begin to worship God. There was a covering that happened. Now they take the role. Let me tell you what the devil wants to do. He wants to uncover you because he knows the power of a spiritual covering. It was his role. He doesn't want you to have any spiritual authority over your life. He doesn't want you to be under the feathers of the shadow of the protection of God. He wants to cover you and expose you and make you vulnerable to danger and destruction. He wants you to be alone. He wants you to be vulnerable to the enemy. But I got news for the devil. I have a covering. I am covered by the Lord. Come on, don't you walk away from God and get uncovered. I am covered by God. He will do everything in his power to uncover you. He will, young people, all of you young people stand. I've been preaching to you every Sunday. He will do everything he can to get you to be rebellious. Because rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And when you rebel against your parents or authority, you open yourself up to spirits. What does witchcraft do? It invites spirits. It conjures up spirits. That's what the Bible says. Don't be stubborn either. All you people in the room, listen to me. When you begin to rebel, that's why the counterculture went crazy with sexual immorality. And the reason was because a whole generation in the 60s called counterculture, the hippie movement, they decided to rebel against the establishment. We don't have to be Christians. We don't have to go to church on Sunday. We don't have to pay our tithes. We don't have to live that way. We don't have to do the things according to the word. We will do our own thing, free love. And look what it produced. Two generations later, of, 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 well, it's just a party scene at, at, at Woodstock or, or, or down at the Mardi Gras. And it's just, it's just be yourself and free your body. Don't, don't put any limits on yourself. And it produced two generations. It, highest suicide rate ever. Drug addictions and overdoses. Because where there's no limits, there will be destruction. Where there's no roadway or guardrails on the narrow path, there's going to be invitations to everything. Holiness is not imprisonment. It's not bondage. It is safe because it doesn't only keep you in, it keeps the devil out. Thank God for a parent that says no. Thank God for a parent that says you need to be in at a certain time. You can hang out. That is not going to be your girlfriend. That is not going to be, come on, am I preaching anybody? It brings covering. Somebody shout covering. And to go out and do your own thing, to make your own friends, to have secret websites, secret music, secret videos, things of the world. What you are doing, you are bringing the enemy into your life to get you out from being covered. But I'm preaching to some people right here that says, I will be covered. I will be protected. I'm not walking away from God. 
Somebody say amen. Thou, you may be seated. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And I have set thee so. It's your purpose is to cover. Thou was upon where? The holy mountain of God. Where were you at? The holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in the ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity. Iniquity is always internal sin. It's the thought of a man. It's the dwelling desires that you build when you lay in bed at night and nobody else can read your mind. You haven't done anything yet. It's just iniquity. It's, it's your thoughts that become your intents, where? Of the heart. Iniquity is not outside actions. It's inside desires. Iniquity. He said, till you begin to think the way you were not made to think. Till iniquity is found. Where? In thee. Eventually, how I many know when Pharisees would talk to Jesus, he would turn around and he would say to them, you have said in your heart, because he saw iniquity before it was ever a transgression or an act. How many ever read the verse, your sins will find you out? It doesn't mean necessarily the same verse that says that what you've done in secret will be shouted from the housetop. I don't believe that means the same thing. I believe the principle is the same. But I believe what I believe the principle of that second verse. But when it says your sins will find you out, means your actions are the product of your thoughts. And when you go and sin, what you've said to everybody that now knows, or any, even yourself, is that this is what I've been thinking about. This is what's been dwelling in my heart. When you sin, or an outside sin, or an action, what you're doing is saying, this is what my mind's been on. So guess what the devil does? He tries to control your thoughts through input of the world and the lust of the flesh. He can't give you iniquity unless you let it in your eyes, let it in your ears, let it in your heart. How do you do that? Bad conversation corrupts good manners. Evil communications, how many know that? Changes behavior. I don't believe it's just communications. Of, I believe it's what we let people, man, I feel this. Quit letting people speak in your life that are not like Christ. Come on. Don't you dare let some rap star, don't you dare let some heavy metal, head-banging, anti-God, atheist tell you how to live your life? Don't you let some Hollywood pervert convince you of what's righteous and what's right and wrong? Tell you how to live your love life and they can't stay married for two years. We don't need the influence of the enemy and I come to preach today with authority. We need the influence of God's word. We need righteousness and purity and holiness. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Quit listening to music that its doctrine is against righteousness. Well, it's a classic. Throw it in the trash. We do not need the influence of Satan for the world to 
flesh. We need to stand for righteousness. It's the best life. It's peace. It's joy. If you believe what I'm preaching, jump to your feet and clap your hands. Amen. I think you ought to take a moment and thank God for his word. My, 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 my. You may be seated. Thou was perfect in thy ways until iniquity was found. Where? Where? Where's iniquity found? Everybody shout, in you. He said, by the multitude of thy merchandise, wealth, they had filled the midst of thee with violence. Notice, now you're driven by violence. Violence is a key word. A sign of the end time will be violence on the land. Violence in religion. Don't ever say, it really doesn't matter how you believe just as long as you believe. Well, you know, you believe in Jesus and you believe in Buddha. You believe in Allah. You believe in this. It's okay. Just live your life to the good of the ability. You know what? We're all gonna make it the same place. That is false doctrine. Buddha's not getting you to heaven. Allah's not getting you there. There's one way. There's one door. There's one good shepherd. Come on, how many know that's right? There's, you can't get to the Father, Jesus said, except through me. Are you going to believe culture? Are you going to believe the word of God? Somebody say amen. I'm going to address this. One definition of Satan is, is when you study it, is that when you bow before idols, you become under his control. Hear me. Christians do not bow down to crosses. We do not bow down to images of Christ. We do not. He said, don't you bend your knee to any image. That is the commandment of the Lord. I've seen people sincere, bend down to, sincere, bend down to pictures of Christ and that. Gee, you don't even know what he looks like. We don't bend down to pictures and worship pictures. We don't worship crosses. I'm not saying you can't have a cross in your house. I'm not saying you can't have a picture of Christ. But what I'm saying is, we don't worship images at all. God is a spirit. We look up. You're thinking right now, your brain's turning. You're like, boy, I saw a movie one time where they nailed at the cross. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story about kneeling at the cross, but we don't worship crosses. We don't worship images of Christ. How many know we picture him? He's up on the throne. Somebody say amen. amen. We don't worship any image of anybody. We don't pray to anybody but God. Somebody say God only. Are y'all with me? Let's read on. I'm stirred today. By the multitude of the merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence. Thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of where? Everybody shout the mountain of God. He said and I will destroy thee O covering cherub for the midst of the stones of fire thine heart was lifted up because of thy what? Beauty. We're talking about how pretty you are. Amen. Stay out of the mirror. Get it done and get out. You start believing a lie. Come on, selfie sticks and I'm not saying you can't take a selfie. 
I'm not saying you can't post about yourself, but don't dare get caught up in self. Come on, we better be careful what we're posting. He fell in love with himself. He, he, he thought he deserved more than what he was. And I need to move on. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. You focus so much on yourself, that's all you could think about was self. When's the last time you thought about God and what he thinks and what he wants for your life? He goes on, he said, I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic, meaning merchandise sales. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. And they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. He said, I'm gonna take you from the holy mountain of God and I'm gonna cast you down. Everybody say the sides of the north. It's a lot of Bible reading, isn't it? There's a verse that we used to sing when I was a kid. It says, great is the Lord. It's a psalm. And greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountains of his holiness, beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth in Mount Zion, the sides of the north, the city of our great king. God had a plan that he revealed to the angels. And he said there's going to be a holy city and the whole world is going to be filled with joy. And they're going to worship me there in that holy city and that city is going to be called Zion. Zion. It's also going to be known as Jerusalem or Jerusalem. Everybody say Jerusalem. Everybody say Zion. And the devil pictured in his mind, it's not going to be you. It's going to be me. They're going to worship me at the great mountain of the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? Don't turn me off. Are y'all with me right now? They're going to worship me there. I want to be the one that's exalted in that city of the Lord on the sides of the north. Where is the sides of the north? The Bible says in Mount Zion, the sides of the north, the city of our great king. And so, oh yeah, that old devil, he had a nature about him. He's looking for this one that's going to be born of a woman because the Lord said out of the seed, out of a woman, is going to come all the way back in the garden, when he was in the garden, he was the devil. Everybody say the devil. Matter of fact, the Bible calls him that old serpent. He was a serpent in the garden. He was there. He was beautiful. It appears. There was a, a level of beauty. Eve must have been attracted to him. He was in the garden. I'm just going to say it again. I feel like I'm losing y'all. Are y'all with me? Sin's attractive. I think if he would have looked monster, uh, like a monster, really, I, I don't think, it would have been very appealing to her. But I think he was appealing. I think he was good looking, beautiful, the Bible says. I don't think he come out of heaven like a, an old, wretched witch. She's, ooh. I think he's very attractive, very appealing, just like sin. And somehow... She couldn't keep her eyes off of him. See, if you look at something long enough, you're going to want it. That's why it's laced in all the movies. They throw it into the video games and they put it in the music. 
because there's only two there's only two kingdoms in this world. It's the kingdom of God and it's the kingdom of this world. God's kingdom is righteousness. The devil's kingdom is pleasure. That ends in what? Jesus describes it this way. He said, John 10, 10, for the thief has come to steal, to kill, and to what? We don't, we don't need immorality showing in under the uh, title of entertainment. Because it sets a seed that could be reaped some years later. Are, y- are y'all hearing me today? And so you go back to the garden, there's this, there's this tempter and, and Adam and Eve choose sin over righteousness and God curses that devil. He said, there's going to come a baby that's going to stomp your head. One of these days, going to crush your head or the authority. What happened when Moses was born? He was going to be the deliverer from what? A kingdom of the world that had the children of God in bondage. The head of that kingdom was Satan. How many know that? That's why there was witchcraft. Not only could Moses throw the rod down and turn to a serpent, but they're magicians because there was satanic power and influence. But the power with Moses was much greater than the power with Satan or them. I, I just stay away from horoscopes, stay away from tarot card readers and palm readers. That's the powers of this world. Are you hearing me today? You got to stay away from stuff and witches and warlocks and all of that stuff that comes through entertainment and it comes through fun and comes through all this stuff. We don't need that in our life. Come on, it's it's to prepare a generation for the Antichrist spirit. Let me tell you the purpose. And, and you know, Hollywood can be like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's some good that could come out of it, right? But there's also what that comes out of it. What's its purpose? For you to become desensitized in your emotions to expect to accept the spirit of the Antichrist when he comes. You get enough Antichrist, man. You get enough Antichrist trash in the home, you'll become desensitized to feel good about what you used to feel bad about. So when the devil shows up, the sin is thrown up in this world to deceive the nations through the mark of the beast, convenience, changing the doctrines, Guess what? You'll feel good about it. You know what I say? I say we guard our heart with all diligence. For out of it come the issues of life. Your conviction is the best thing you can ever have a hold of. It's something that discerns right from wrong, sin from unrighteousness. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Let's, 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 uh, let's move on today. Everybody say Satan. So you get to Moses and what did he try to do? He tried to destroy every seed, every man child to kill them out. So the devil was Lucifer. He became the dragon, the serpent, the devil, and Satan. Now let's listen to this. A dragon and a serpent both harmed with what? A serpent and a dragon both harm with what? Everybody say the mouth. The word devil means accuser. 
of the brethren. Satan means what? Accuser of the brethren. I want you to turn to Revelation 12. So the purpose of the devil is to deceive the nations to destroy the kingdom of God. Why? Because it's him that wants to be worshipped in Zion. He's still trying to destroy. He's still trying to destroy the church because he wants to be worshipped. Do you believe Satanism is, is in our country? We used to have a satanic priest that came here and was converted. That's truth. When he converted, guess what they told him? We're going to kill you. But how many know God's the protector? Amen. Amen. He used to sing a song in church that it is well with my soul, Brother Raymond Willer. I think we ought to clap our hands and thank God for that. In Revelation chapter 12, it says in verse 7, it says, And there was what? War in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the what? Dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old called the devil and which deceiveth. His goal is to deceive the whole world. While I'm trying to preach truth, the devil's trying to give an anti-truth. Another option, if you will. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Who was he then? Lucifer. But now he's what? Everybody say the devil. He said, and I heard a loud voice in heaven. Now has come salvation and strength and what? The kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. You know what the devil does? He does with us what he tried with Job. Lord, see that person right there? He'll deny you if you take this from him. He doesn't want to serve you. He wants my ways. The only reason he's serving you is because things are good in his life. But take the good out of his life. He will curse you to your face. You know what he did not want? He didn't want to think for a minute that somebody would choose God over him. He's prideful. He's arrogant. He's got that in him. And so he accuses you before God as somebody that will not serve God through the tests and trials of life. He's the accuser. It's, they don't have it. They're, they're, if this happens, they'll, they will walk away from you. And God looks down and says, that's why the Bible says in, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says that he had this testimony that he pleased God. How many want to please God? I'm telling you, you're on trial today. The devil would love for you to walk away from God because of some circumstance that happens in your life. But I know who I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to overcomers here today that says this trial is only for a season, but the devil's not going to get me away from worshiping the Creator. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, is there anybody here today that says, I'm going to magnify him no matter what's going wrong in my life? Amen. Look at verse 11. It says, and they overcame him. Who? Everybody say the devil. 
Everybody shout Satan. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. You know what that references? I'm not what I used to be. You could try to bring curses. You could try to tell me that I'm cursed because of something I did yesterday. But when he washed me in the blood, Satan lost every stronghold of my life. I don't care what you did before Christ. When he washed you in his blood, it removed every shackle. There is no residual. There is no punishment. There is no curse that continues. Some of you that have been forgiven and you come to God and you convince yourself, well, I'm gonna have to reap the, the oats that I sowed because of what I did when I was in the world. I don't believe that. I believe when you're forgiven, his blood cleansed you, it removed, it killed the field of wild oats. Do you believe that? I believe you get a new people. I don't know if I'm making sense right now to some of you, but what I'm saying, he said, I will make all things new. He's gonna treat you as if you never sinned, you never failed, you never messed up. I think you gotta clap your hands and thank God for that. And by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. You know what that means? That means they did not love their life more than God. They were willing to give their life for the ways of Christ. Verse 12, are you ready to read? Stay with me. Therefore, it's hard for me to do this. I'm used to just preaching. But I feel like we need to cover some verses here today. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great what? Because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child. What woman is this? It's the church. And the church is the mother of the born again believer. And so he persecuted the woman because of people that were born, being born again into what? The kingdom of God. The devil hates a church that's having babies. Did you hear me? Everybody say the devil hates the church. And it says, and to the woman were given two wings of, great, of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and, and half a time from the face of the, what? Protected from the enemy. And the serpent cast out his mouth, water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a, I will raise up a standard. What is that standard? I belong to God. You can't, you can't destroy me. I wish somebody would raise the standard and say, I belong to God. Come on, devil, you can't destroy me. I belong to God. Put the flag in the ground. I belong to this kingdom. How many believe you're the son of God today? And it says, and the earth helped the woman. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her what? Seed which keep the commandments of God and have, there's a war 
against the woman and the offspring of that woman. There is a war against the church. How many believe you the church? How many believe there's going to be offspring of the church? Who's the father of that offspring? How many know it's God? For the Lord added to the church today that he's such as should be saved. Now, I'm almost finished, but I want you to hear what I'm going to tell you. When the deliverer Moses was born to deliver God's people from the wrath of the king Pharaoh, what did the enemy start doing? Every baby that was born, he commanded the midwives, report so we can kill those babies. When Jesus was born, Herod sent what? The wise men. Why? Because he didn't want to come and worship as he said he wanted to. Herod was being led by Satan himself as a ruler of a nation. To do what? He didn't want to worship Christ. He sent the wise men to find out where he was so he could what? Kill him. Now let's go back a few verses. I want you to see this. Verse 5 of chapter 12. If you want to read verse 4, it says, And his tail, when he was cast out, his tail as a dragon drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. That's where you hear that one-third of the angels went with him. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be what? Delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. That's why, Brother Nehemiah, come stand right here. As our associate pastor of New big of, of first steps. So I preach about the shallow end of the pool. But Brother Nehemiah, when you're standing here and somebody gives their life to God right here, well, you're standing here to help deliver that baby in the altar of repentance. There's a devil watching. And as soon as the woman, the church, gives birth to a new baby, the devil is waiting to devour that new baby. Because he knows the threat of his kingdom is a baby being born of the church. That's why we cannot. We're getting ready to have the baptismal tank put right here. We're going to baptize people out front so you can watch here. We shouldn't be talking, hunting, shopping, and, and all those things when somebody's being born in the altar. When we talk about somebody repenting, there ought to be an enthusiasm in the, in the woman. Come on, the mother of the church. I realize I've preached today, but I've come to teach you today. The most exciting thing among us shouldn't be the Buckeyes beating Michigan. I realize you got happy yesterday. But, but the most exciting thing in your world is when an unbeliever becomes a believer. It's when a Timothy Johnson disconnects from the kingdom of the world of destruction and drug dealing and becomes somebody that's giving his testimony through the streets that says, you don't have to live this way. Come on, that ought to make all of us happy. Amen, 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 amen. There ought to be something in us that says every one of us, we want to see somebody come out of the world and into the church because the devil can't stop the church. The devil, the, the greatest threat on the enemy is babies being born. Let's all stand. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you tired of the devil battling your family? Cindy, I want my kids, our kids, 
their greatest rejoicing to be when somebody repents. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices over what? Three things, three places in Scripture where you find heaven rejoicing. Sister Anderson, it was when the stars were created. It's when Jesus was born and when a sinner repents. God forbid we become Christians with a carnal view. That we can say somebody repented today and we say, oh, that's, you know, that's. Now, what was you saying? Oh, no. When somebody's being baptized, we shouldn't be flooding out of the altar when somebody's being baptized. We ought to be attentive. Somebody's going to be, come up, walking in newness of life. We're going to rejoice because we're a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. I don't think we should ever have to be prompted when somebody is born of the Spirit, filled with God's Spirit. We talk about somebody received the Holy Ghost, whether it's one or 150. We ought to clap our hands and say, thank God, a baby's born into the kingdom of God. Amen. Somebody shout amen. amen. The devil would love to take you out of the church. That's why he wars against. But the Nehemiah comes standing right there. He wars against the church. But Nehemiah, I got a revelation for you and a lot of people in this church. Satan means accuser of the brethren. That's what it means. So at moments in your life when you feel guilty about something you didn't do, it's just the presence of Satan. Talking to spiritual people. How many has ever felt guilty about something you didn't do? You don't even know why you feel guilty. Come on, anybody ever felt there? It's because the devil's accusing. False accusing. Jesus wasn't put on the cross because of something he did. He was put on the cross because of something he did not do. They They hired false accusers. Quit listening to the accusations of the devil against your brother. Come on, do you hear me? He would love for you to think something about your neighbor, your brother, or think that somebody's thinking something about you that's not even true. Somebody say amen. That's why the Bible says forgive right now. Don't, don't wait till tomorrow for you. You forgive now. Why? Because God's got your tomorrow. No matter how many sons, somebody does you wrong 490 times a day, they cannot stop your future if you're in God. That's why you forgive those that come against you because God has my future, not what somebody's doing or not doing against me. Somebody say amen. I want you to clap your hands and thank God for his word. I'm not going to let the devil trick me. We have to guard. All you elders, come down here and stand. You elders, ministers, young, young ministers, come down as well. He waits on the new baby to be born. Then he shows up. That's why some of you, when you came to the Lord... God set you free. You're like, this is the best thing. Why am I fighting this battle the next week? Because he shows up at the birth of the baby. Did you see that in scripture? To devour her child as soon as it was born. Family starts attacking you. The boss gets mean at work. You gave your life to God Sunday. Wednesday, people are grouchy to you. Can I get a witness from some people? Why? Because the devil can use people. It doesn't mean they're possessed. Just means they're bent toward the kingdom of this world. They don't even know why. Because they feel the light from you. They feel this and they start attacking. I want you all to come and stand guard. How? Prayer. Prayer. Young people, I want you to look at me. This is how you overcome the devil. By the blood of the lamb, the word of the testimony. 
Scripture says that submit yourself therefore to God. Submission begins when agreement ends. I'm going to give it on a parenting level. That means you don't agree with your parents, but you obey. Submission begins when agreement ends. Well, I just don't agree with that. Janie's mom lets her do it. I'm not Janie's mom. I don't think it's fair. Everybody else is. That's a good sign. You got a good parent when everybody else is doing it and you're not allowed to. I want you to say with me, submission begins when agreement ends. Are you ready for this, all you adults? Submit submit ye therefore to God. I don't agree with him right now. I'd rather do this, but he's king. Resist the devil and he will flee. You know why he flees? Because angels come. When you submit, angels show up. That's why 1 Corinthians 11 says what it says about the ladies and their hair. It's talking about the power on her head because of the angels. The devil came and tempted. I'm almost done, I promise. A high mountain in Zion. Isn't it interesting that Jesus is in Zion as the Son of God? And the devil sees a a guy fasting for 40 days and he knows one of these days there's somebody coming. He said, turn these stones to bread. No, 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 no. Quotes verses even. And he takes the Son of God up into the high temple, a place of worship. He takes him up to a high what? Mountain. He says, see all the kingdoms that I've deceived that belong to me. How many know Amorites and Hittites and the Jebusites and all those people? They were following the ways of Satan. How many know that? Against who? The Jewish people. He said, worship me and I will give you the whole world. And Jesus just looks at him and says, get thee behind me, Satan. What was he trying to do? He was trying to get the Son of God to fall down and worship him. Don't think for a minute that he's not going to try to get you as the son of God to fall down and worship his ways now. But he's attacking the way he is because he knows his time is short. And this is what I've learned. I don't have time to go into detail. I'm trying to wrap this up. But you cannot study Satan and the adversary without studying. The only thing that overcomes him is prayer. I want some praying. I want some moms. I want some moms to come. If you're a mom, I want you to come and stand right here. All you mothers, every mother in the building, I want you to come. There's a role that you play that men do not play. Come on. I want you to come. All moms, come in here. Thank God for praying mamas.
Wasn't it Adam called Eve the mother of the earth? Come on, sit. If you haven't made a way, come on, Mom. I want you to come down. All you moms. Listen, isn't it interesting when Satan went to attack the first family that he went to the mother? He went to Eve. He went to Eve. And in Revelation, the last book of the Bible, who's he attacking? The woman, the mother. I, I, I couldn't, um, in my study this morning, I have to ask you all a question. don't want you to answer. But the devil knows the way to conquer him in your family is by you not is is by you praying and the way him to conquer your family is by you not praying and in my life i have learned as much about what keeps me from prayer as much as i have about how to pray you don't have to pray perfect but you need to be praying i want you to be intentional here's what i if you're not praying, I want you to turn off social media for three months. And I want you to go to prayer until you develop a life of prayer. Not just a prayer life, but a life of prayer. And I want you to get in that, and I want you to start seeking God. If you're not praying, you need to turn some things off. Can I get an amen from the congregation? And go to prayer. Go to prayer. The Bible says that Satan came in and entered, entered to a lady's life and she had palsy that came up on her. Jesus said, woman, thou art loosed. Spoke a word, she was healed. Any attack of Satan can be removed through the power of prayer. Everybody shout, the power of prayer. When you lift your hands, God's going to deal with you about a time of prayer. But I want you to be intentional. I want you to write down names of people that you're going to pray for. What you're going to pray for. Because I'm telling you, I, I texted Brother Nehemiah last night. I said, Brother Nehemiah, I said, I have been studying Who's the devil is? And I can't get past all through scripture about the devil and then the power of prayer against him. A praying church will over, always overcome any influence of the devil. Everybody say, a praying church will overcome the influence of the devil. Even the church is represented as a her in scripture. The bride of Christ. How many going to go to prayer? Amen. Tonight, prayer at 5 o'clock. Come and pray. Sunday mornings, come early to the prayer rooms and pray. Start your day tomorrow with prayer. But let prayer be what you do because it's prayer that's going to overcome every single thing the devil does. Y'all think y'all to clap your hands. And I'm talking about waging war on the enemy. I want men, I want you to come down. Dads, I want you to come down and stand right here. Ladies, get a little bit closer. Dads, come and stand. I believe we can have a powerful prayer meeting where people come in and run to the church. Begin to convert. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a war going on. There's a war going on. How many have some family members that's been in bondage, but you want to see them set free? Come on, raise your hand all over the building. You can pray them out. 
power of prayer. You can pray them out. I say we pray right now and break every band of Satan. Every deceptive woe, every deceptive thing that he's done. How many believe there's power in that? First, I want us to repent. I want us to say, God, I'm sorry for not praying. Lord, I'm asking you to forgive me for not praying like I should. For being distracted by the things of the world, by my flesh and things I want now. Lord, I will not replace prayer with anything else. It will be, it shall be a priority to me. I'm gonna serve you. Hallelujah. I will not be outdone by the enemy. I will sign up to war against the enemy in prayer. Starting my day with prayer. Ending my day with prayer. Letting prayer become a priority. Today I make a list of people I'm going to pray for. God, I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm going to pray against every influence that's influencing my children. Influencing my grandkids. Influence in our community. We're going to join forces in prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Will not be influenced by the world. I'm going to be influenced by God. Hallelujah, Jesus. How many are ready to pray for your families now? What would have happened? What would have happened if Eve would have talked to God instead of listening to the devil? What if Eve would have had a conversation with the Lord and said, there's a serpent? But no, she didn't pray. But when we pray, how many know it cuts out the influence of the enemy? I want you to lift your hands and I want you to start down the list from your oldest child, your grandparent, get all the way down to your grandkids. But right now, I want you to start praying. Lord, I pray right now for Lakin. I pray right now against any trick of the enemy to attack, to destroy her mind, her spirit. God, I pray for Sawyer has an anointing on his life. I pray it gets in the influence of the devil. Anything that would harm my son. I pray for Jillian God. Someone you healed, Lord, when she was born at 29 weeks of pregnancy. God, I pray you touch her, protect her, and keep her. I pray for Finn, that he would never desire the way of the world. I pray for Cindy and myself to have wisdom to protect, to keep, to hold on to the commandment of God. Lord, during this season, we will pray. We will seek you daily for our families. Come on, that's it. We wage war on the enemy. We will deny our flesh. We will put blinders on against the world. And we will pray against the attack of the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, everybody in the building, I want you to pray in with pastor. Everybody in the building, praying for your family.
praying for your parents. Lord, I pray against the spirit of infirmity. I pray against the spirit of deception. I pray against the spirit of offense. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. There's victory. You're going to see the fruit of this prayer. You're planting seeds of answered prayers that's going to come in your future. God, we pray against every attack, everything the enemy's doing. Lord, we pray against the prince of this city. We pray against the spirit of cancer, the spirit of infirmity. We take authority over every attack in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and sing a song. Come on, I feel God in this room. I feel the Lord right now. You're going to heal. You're going to deliver. 